What's up, everybody? We have, I'm excited about this episode. So my buddy Rio hooked this up. I, I met him a little while back. We were talking and he just like casually mentioned his first ever YouTube video and he pulled it up on his phone and it was him at the original Silky Hike doing like push-ups in the back of a ABC News like podcast, broadcast, whatever they were called. And it was him and Donnie O'Malley. And I was like, you know, Donnie O'Malley, I've been trying to get a hold of Donnie for a while to get uh, Donnie on the podcast. And he's like, oh yeah, we're homies. And then bada bing, bada boom, a few weeks later, people are awesome. So Rio hooked this up. Donnie O'Malley, for those of you who don't know, is the guy behind uh, Irreverent Warriors. He is also, which is like silky hikes and veteran suicide and all kinds of other cool stuff. And he's also behind Vet TV, which is like the funniest freaking streaming service ever. It's the kind of humor that you're like, oh, I hope my parents never know that I like this stuff because it's so crude, but it's everything you could have ever laughed about while you were like deployed. And I love it. And he's a Marine Corps officer. So uh, I, I brought out some scotch to drink on the show because fuck it. And uh, for those of you listening, this is going to be explicit. So if that bothers you, um, just, I don't know, mute it and watch it anyway, because we need the, you know, downloads. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Alex, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Dude, I'm good. I, you know, you know what I don't ever do that I need to get better at doing? We need to get better at doing for our show. I just realized this. I thought our show was perfect. It is, except I, I was thinking we should start doing like a, you're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast show number whatever, because that's, I don't know, podcasts do that. Anyway, but what we do need to do, or at least I need to do is say, hey guys, if you like this fucking show, you should leave us like a five-star review and subscribe yeah. so that like other veterans can get some good stuff out of this. Um, on that note, you- yeah, yeah, I see Donnie in there. Just- so what are you going to say? I can do that sales pitch. Yeah. So what happens is uh, people forget to give us the review and they think, ah, don't worry. I'm the only one that didn't do it. And then nobody does mm. it. But you're all jerks unless you've already done it. <laughs> you saw our one-star review, review, right? Did I show you the one-star? No, I don't care. Yeah. It was basically just some guy saying we were jerks because we said that if you're not rich, you didn't work hard enough and you could work harder. To which I said, well, he probably didn't work very hard. So. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Bring it to stop. Who cares? Yeah, it's just we funny. only care about five star reviews. Everything else, I don't care about. If you're, if you, if you, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. Leave us, leave us a five star review so we can um get paid, son. That's all I'm here for is to get fucking money. Hell yeah, haven't made a penny. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> but you haven't. I've made a penny or two, not a whole yeah, lot. Maybe three pennies. Charity. So go to <laughs> iTunes. Give me a five star review. Five maybe stars. I'll, maybe maybe I'll bring Alex on the payroll if you guys give us enough reviews. Yeah, heck yeah. I need to get uh, I need to pay for um, Uber Eats, bro. Hey guys, if you're looking to take your investing, business, life, or just yourself to the next level, then I have something for you. The War Room Real Estate Military Mastermind Group is a mastermind group that meets weekly in small groups of five to six people to help you hold yourself accountable and really experience that growth. But we also have a monthly guest speaker that we bring in and we've had guest speakers that talk about mindfulness taxes we're bringing in somebody to talk about marketing we bring in very specific topics that will adhere to very broad any any kind of real estate investing or investing or entrepreneurship that you want to do and we'll really help you out we let you ask these speakers questions and get very personal with them and then back to the small groups, weekly accountability for what you're trying to achieve and just being surrounded by like-minded people. And they say your network is your net worth. I know that's an overused phrase, 
but I recommend that you check it out. So just shoot an email to wrmastermind at gmail.com. Once again, that's wrmastermind at gmail.com, and we'll send you some more information. Welcome to the Military Millionaire Podcast, where we teach service members, veterans, and their families how to build wealth through personal finance, entrepreneurship, and real estate investing. I'm your host, David Perret, and together with my co-host, Alex Felice, we're here to be your no BS guides along the most important mission you'll ever embark on, your finances. Vehicle one, you're clear to depart friendly lines. Roger, Vic one, Oscar Mike. What's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Perret, and I'm here tonight with uh, my co-host, Alex Felice, in his uh, pink and flawless hair as always. But tonight we have the one and only Donnie O'Malley, the same Donnie O'Malley who was behind Irreverent Warriors and started the Silky Hikes, which uh, you should all know about, and also Vet TV, which we're going to talk about tonight. But if you haven't heard of Vet TV, you should go check it out right now because it's a phenomenal streaming service that is hilarious as fuck. And uh, I love it. It's the kind of comedy that you uh, probably wouldn't watch around your mom, but um, I would watch it around all of the guys I serve with, and it's fucking awesome. So, Donnie, this is going to be fun. Thanks for joining us tonight. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Happy to be here. It's Absolutely. Let's, uh, so, could you give just a little bit of a background about, um, I mean, it's kind of your story and what, uh, you know, time in the military or whatever and up to present, just a quick snapshot for our listeners? Sure, sure. Okay, we're going to start military. Um, or wherever. Joined, joined at 25 and... Uh, became an infantry officer. That was my dream. And um, it was my intention to join the Marine Corps. I just wanted to do four years in the grunts. And then I wanted to go MARSOC. And I think that incurs a five-year commitment. And then I wanted to get out. At first, it was recon. And then when I learned about MARSOC, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and so I came in and I got infantry officer spot, which was the fucking the sickest thing. It was such a dream come true. And then... Um, and then had, had two deployments, a Mew, combat pump, um, had an incredibly fortunate military experience. I just, I, I feel like the the luckiest person in the fucking world because of how much of the Marine Corps I got to experience in, in a short period of time. And, um, and, you know, just the amazing people that I was fortunate, fortunate enough to be raised by. Like I was raised by dudes that had done, you know, any two to five combat pumps. Like these seasoned fucking warriors raised me, and like that, that was an incredibly fortunate thing um, to be a part of that. And then um, I, my body's just weak, um, so I ended up getting medically separated. And I spent the last year and a half in uh, Wounded Warrior Battalion, um, just getting surgeries, being a little bitch, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I got separated. Uh, and all I wanted to do was um, start a um, production company. That was it. That was my dream. Since I was 19 years old, I was like, I'm going to start a production company and I'm going to staff it with my friends and family. And we're going to make a living making people laugh and making each other laugh. And that was, I, I developed that vision when I first learned about um, Adam Sandler's company, Happy Madison. He, he, well, he was my favorite, like of all time. And then I learned about what he did with Happy Madison. Like he started the company and then he literally everyone in his family got a job doing something. And I was just like, my family is so much like his. Could I imagine if I made movies with my family? What a dream. So that's what I set out to do. Um, but then my uh, fucking stupid buddy killed himself and uh, fucking wrecked that, uh, that fucking plan. And then I had to start that TV. Thanks to him. A fucking schmuck, right? 
that's good. Um, yeah, so I, I, I set out to write a book, published it, and then I was going to make another book and make another book and build an audience. And then I was going to start making short films and then longer films. And that's how was I was going to get to my company, to the dream. And so after the first book, which was Embarrassing Confessions of a Marine Lieutenant, I, um, I developed a, a decent following because I was only trying to entertain a very small group of people. Yeah. I was just trying to make my buddies laugh. So I was like, fucking, you know, let's all come together and laugh is all I wanted to do with that book. And then my buddy killed himself um, right before the book was published. And so I did a bunch of research on suicide and I came up with um, a, an actionable plan for suicide prevention in my book. Fucking, I'm, I, this really has hit me recently. And I was like, holy shit, I, I really need to, uh, to share this because I, I had this, in this vision a long fucking time ago and I didn't even know it. And it kind of all came together through veteran television. But it was an actionable plan and the plan to prevent suicide. It was so simple. It was to facilitate connections between veterans with shared experiences. And the, the most intensely shared experience is um, like your buddy, a guy you were in a fighting hole with or in a truck with in combat. Like that guy is probably more connected to you than many people in the world. And then outside of that, it's someone else in the squad and someone in the platoon, company, maybe battalion. But I think after that, it's battlefield. And so if you can connect people by by introducing two people who were both at Al-Assad or Al-Takadam in 2004, right? Even though they were in totally separate units doing different jobs, they could start talking about what it was like being in Al-Assad in 04 and they'll be connected, right? Like it's a weird, powerful connection. I've been seeing it everywhere because I've been going to fucking hosting like live events for fucking since my book came out. And I, I would watch these connections happen. And then that turns into a friendship and that friendship literally keeps people alive. You have these little microcosms of friendships being created all over the country that ends up creating a greater sense of community. And so that's what all of this entertainment that we're doing is intended to do. It's what I listed out in the, my fucking book years ago without even realizing it. Like that's the formula for preventing suicide. It's so simple. Get them to la- come together and laugh and connect people with shared experiences. And so that was... The, the book was then became Irreverent Warriors, connecting people together at these events. And uh, we don't do it uh, as it's not completely formalized yet, but in some places we'll have name tags. And it's like, write, don't even bother writing your name. Just write a battlefield that you fought on or a unit that you've been in. So now someone sees someone. Oh, TQ? No way. Why were you there? And bam, the conversation is started. It's like you're injecting fuel into this conversational fire that you want to create amongst people amongst veterans and it's all to prevent suicide so yeah Rebel Warriors came first and then Vet TV came next and the mission is the same to use humor and camaraderie to bring people together improve mental health and prevent suicide dude I love it and in the in the, in the same vein of what you just said I uh, so I was in Afghanistan in 2010 and worked right alongside 2-5 so when I saw your some of your bio stuff I was like hey I was in Marsha with those guys um, so I was, I was back then 2010, Marja Sangin, whatever. So when I was looking through your stuff, I was like, that's interesting. So funny you brought that up. I'm just going to wow. plug that. That's what a crazy place to be motor team. 
bro. Fuck that shit. I worked with a security team, but uh, well, we we can dig into some of that stuff. You you said some some interesting things that that re- resonated with my experiences, but but this isn't about me and you. This is about you. So, Alex, oh, you got a question. Uh, actually, I wanted to be selfish. Uh, how did you start a production company? I just got into uh, videography recently, and I I feel like I want to do a short film. Yes, I don't want to do I don't want to do comedy like you. I don't think I could do comedy. I've saw I've I watched a lot of your stuff. It's uh it's it's it, so it's a far cry from I'm sure what you learned as an infantry officer. So <laughs> that was brilliant, right? So there. what? What was the transition? Was there a transition or were you doing, were you doing um, video production while you're in? Um, no, I mean, I did a couple of, of goofy, uh, funny skits with my friends, maybe three or four of them. Um, it wasn't real filmmaking. Um, actually, no, I, at the end, when I was getting tired on my way out, I, I made a couple of music videos, actually. And I think that really taught me at pacing and timing. In, in the end of the fundamentals of editing. Um, so yeah, I did that, but that was it. Um, you, did, how, you, all, you filming and editing yourself? Back in the day, I edited myself. I don't do yeah. anymore. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't either if I was. Yeah. <laughs> Probably got more, expe- more, uh, more valuable uses of your time at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The director sits with the editor though. True. Uh, no, I'm with you. I was just curious how, I'm just curious how it manifested. Oh, 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 um, in a Kickstarter campaign. So the, well, the, the first thing that I did was I made a video to market my book. And this is after I had been doing the nonprofit reverent warriors, like going full speed, full send. I forgot about the book. I, I didn't want people to think I was using the nonprofit to market the book. So I literally stopped talking about it. Never. I didn't have a following anyways, but I never posted. Just didn't say shit about it. Or sometimes people would be like, Hey, didn't you write a book? But it was nothing I was pushing. That was intentional. So then finally, like a, a year after starting it, I'm like, you know what? I'm so fucking burnt out of this shit. I needed, I set out on, on a, with a mission to um, publish a book and become a writer. And uh, I need to market it like a fucking proper author. So I made a video to market it. And that video was just intended to make grunts laugh. And that video went viral. And that was titled, First Woman to Graduate IOC Discovered to Have Penis. <laughs> of course it was Johnny. <laughs> that's the first thing i ever made and Dude, that I, was channeling my I, frustration for a woman in the infantry i channeled that frustration into that one sketch and it fucking hit and then i did it again a week later and a week later and a week later and then finally someone was like holy fuck no one's doing this i would pay for this and i was like okay well how can i make a living for myself selling this product and then my research took me to no it's got to be a subscription thing i can't there's no way to distribute it and, and maintain a decent enough profit margin so it's got to be a subscription service and it can't just be grunts it's got to be for the whole military community yeah that's it that's what i got to do and then i started thinking about branding and stuff and uh, i just did a bunch of research on branding and I'm, i google google is everything google taught me everything i ever knew um and so just figuring all these things out and 99 designs had the logo made and then I trademarked it because I knew it was a fucking sick ass idea and I knew someone would take that shit. And so I trademarked everything and then I made a post on my blog, which didn't have much traffic at all, but it said, Hey, I have this vision for veteran television. 
this is the vision of the whole business. These are the first 10 shows we could make. Um, and uh, this is how much it's going to cost. This is why it's important. This is who we're going to market it to. I, I just fucking threw it out there to the world. And in two days, people are calling me, pitching me shows. It's an idea. <laughs> A fucking idea. People are already pitching me shows. Like I'm some network exec. I'm like, slow down, bro. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> And then we did a Kickstarter campaign and hired a couple people and then uh, off to the races from there, producing the content. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. I, I just started doing videography. That's why I asked selfishly, but I think that story is fantastic because again, like people see you, they, they know you produce it, they see you in it. But again, I, you know, I work a camera, so I know exactly uh, how much, you know, I know the miserable end of that. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a lot of work to do the production time. Yeah. yeah that's, long. that's cool though. The fact that, so I, I tell people a lot that like the reason I think a lot of service members are um, successful, whether in entrepreneurship or, or real estate or, or whatever, one of, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, right? But I think one of the things is that they're de decisive. Like if they, if they see something they like, they're, they're not afraid to jump at it and, and go all in and see what happens. And you literally like made a video, had an idea and you were like, well, let's post this and see what happens. Oh, fuck it. We're going all in. And yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's awesome. Like a lot of people would have had, would have had all kinds of hesitations and, and second guessed it or whatever. And that's, I think that's cool. Thank you. Um, I like to think it's, it was a lifetime of setting small goals for myself and accomplishing them and developing this completely petrified belief in my ability to do whatever the fuck it is I want to do. And so it's now all I have to do is see it and then I can make it a reality. And that's, that's been, it's been constant nonstop goal setting. And that's what drives me. I like it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Dude, I saw your website. You're a, you're a, you're a, <laughs> I saw your website. It is uh, mostly nonsense. I think. Oh yeah, I gotta edit that fucking thing. <laughs> I'm sitting there looking at this, this guy's website. I'm like, is this on purpose or is he just fucking around? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, you want a funny story? We had uh, we had a, a good dude redo the website. I don't remember why, but he redid it, and he format he created a format that I agreed upon, and then I was supposed to fill in the blanks, fill in all the lore, Epson backwards Greek crap, and. <laughs> And I just never have. <laughs> and it's been probably, probably a year, actually. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I, and I think at some point, like six months ago, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to do that. Let's do a fucking website. And I looked at it and I was like, uh, it's kind of funny if I leave it like this. I just don't <laughs> give a fuck. And it'll save me so much time. Okay, I'm doing that. And I forgot about it until right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, I'm going through, I'm like, you know, some of these fields are filled out. Some of them are done. Some of them are not. Most of them are not. I'm like, this dude, I, I thought, basically when I was reading this, I, I mean, obviously I'd never met you before, but that's pretty much the answer I was expecting. I'm like, oh, this guy, he half cared. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at it, he's like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking funny the way it is. So <laughs> I did that. It's authentic. I love yeah. it. 
That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the funny thing is I was cruising through it today at work on the government computer or whatever. And so I just assumed that the reason nothing was like, it was like halfway filled out or whatever was that the computer had glitched out and I'm like, eh, it doesn't let me into half the stuff I look at. So I didn't even notice that. So that's even, that's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> oh man. All right. So I got a question I'm going to ask. So one of my, this is actually a friend of mine from high school, Trey Rosenbaum asked uh, So I, I threw it in my Facebook group today. I was like, Hey, what kind of questions you got? I, I'm interviewing this guy. You may have never heard of. No. Uh, and uh, so, so he said, uh, he, for one, he said he loved vet TV, but he, he, he said that the reason is that some, it's some of the last comedy out there that's not censored. And he's curious what your thoughts are on some of the biggest issues facing vet TV or, or censorship in general with kind of the cancel culture craziness going on. Like, do you, is that a, is that a thought for you at all? Or is it because, because you're self-contained stream streaming, you're like, eh, fuck it. Bro, you, are you ready for this shit? You're not even going to believe me. People, like, most people don't believe me. I have no idea what's going on in the world. I have the news blocked on in my Chrome and my phone, so I cannot see the news. I do not have regular cable television, and um, I don't ever. I don't even. I don't have the inclination to browse. In fact, I I know for a fact that it's better for my success and the success of my business if I passionately avoid the news and avoid. I- anything outside of my little bubble that is and i fight for that like the greatest answer you could have given so at work they turn on the tv and they turn on the news and i am yeah. constantly getting in trouble for turning it off like what are you doing i'm like my life is better when i'm at home and this isn't on like yeah. if some if something big happens somebody will tell me and exactly. i don't really care so i completely understand and agree with that i have cable for my Airbnb guests, I don't think I've ever sat in front of the TV and watched anything but The Office maybe once on it. Um, yeah. But that's that's funny. I like that. Yeah, dude, that's the key. It's fucking, I, I think I Tim Ferriss said it. He said, focus is the superpower of an entrepreneur. You can focus. Yeah. And that goes along with your uh, goal setting too. Just, yeah. just worry about what the thing I have to do in front of me and then the rest is uh, superficial. Yeah. I, I, my brain is literally deleting parts of the past because it's so obsessed with what's in my future. And it's sad. I, my past is sick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, oh, did, I'm sorry, Alex, do you want me to repeat it? Which part? No, no, I heard, I got, I got, I heard you second time. I got you. Oh, okay. So, um, so, uh, how, how long has Vet TV been out? Three, uh, three years and three months. What's the growth been like? Um, from zero to 93,000 subscribers. Good for you, dude. Yeah. And if I were to add to that description, uh, dash painful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how big is the production company? How many are, are you guys just out of California? Yes, um, we our, our base is in uh, Carlsbad, at North County, San Diego, and then we film. We do most of our filming in Riverside. Um, I didn't realize you were that close to me. I'm gonna have to like crash the set and get hammered. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, come to the office one of these days when we start having get-togethers again because we have fun little gatherings. Sounds good. Yeah, man. Um, 
So where's that? We, we yeah, yeah, that's where the co- company is. We have a uh, 21 full-time staff and um, at any given time when we are in production, we have like, you know, the casting crew of that production is going to be another like anywhere between 20 and 120 contractors for somewhere in that two to four week period that we're filming. Wow. That's, um, it's an expensive, uh, expensive production every time. It's, it's not possible to do it very cheap uh, if, if we're going to do it right according to labor laws and whatnot. So that's part of why Hollywood's always had such incredibly high expenses. Um, why movies always cost a lot, but what they found is that they don't need to be that high. So like what we, where we operate in terms of television production, it's not even, it doesn't even rank within television um, because television production is so much more than that. We rank in like web series, even though like we make scripted television. We just don't give a fuck about what any other network has this to say about it or think about it. Like this is our shit, but this is a fucking television show. So um, our production cost making scripted television is is incredibly low relative to the larger industry, but it's still super fucking high, um, which has made growth incredibly hard and painful. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know that much about the TV industry other than, uh, they go through, they're going through that problem in droves, right? Production, uh, dissemination is getting cheaper. And so therefore, uh, you're, everybody's fighting production costs. And then, you know, something like 90% of movies in the theater bomb and they make all their money on the, that, uh, on Marvel movies and they got to yes, put Audi commercials exactly. in them. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't have to, uh, pay Robert Denning Jr. a hundred fucking million dollars, and uh, and uh, you don't have to worry about appeasing Warner Brothers or whatever Disney or whatever the fuck. No. Um, and you don't have to stock movie theaters. Then uh, and you have a uh, what sounds like a growing and fantastic dissemination uh, distribution system, dude. You're in the fucking money. Yeah, we we just want to be community filmmakers. That's what we technically classify as community okay. film. We're focused on our community, and that is always going to bring everyone involved success. Because we're going to keep creating jobs, like nonstop. Yeah. What um, what's next? You sell, you're a focused guy, obviously goal oriented. So, uh, you want to create a production company? Clearly, we've done this. Um, what's next is we're hiring on uh, department heads with um, decades of experience, and we just hired on. Um, a woman named Shereen Anderson who spent almost 20 years at Disney <laughs> and got very high up, launched Disney plus, right? Like a subscription video on demand service. She's done this before. And now we, we finally brought her onto the team. We've been like, we've been like recruiting some talent to come in. And, uh, and she's the first hire first of them. So, um, you know, our, our growth is going to uh, exponentially uh, increase uh, in terms of what we are, produ- our output. We're going to produce much more television and we're going to have weekly segments. So like a, a weekly Troops Gone Wild and then a weekly um, musical uh, show where it's all user generated stuff. And then um, my, what I want is to have a meanwhile in the field or a meanwhile in the barracks, like one of the two that comes out weekly 
right? Like a first episode of Emo on the Field just launched tonight. That shows fucking that that show kills me. And I can only uh, imagine because I know what I know what Marine Corps infantry version of what happens in the field is. Oh, that shit's gay as fuck, bro. Is it like a live PD, but for the army, for the military? Woo! We'll be back with the show in just a minute, but I wanted to take a brief second and say that, look, you are already obviously investing in yourself by listening to this podcast, but if you can't figure out how to get past all that daunting crap that you just don't know how to sort through and you're trying to get started in real estate investing and you're just stuck, I I mean, it happens to all of us. It's daunting. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know everything there is to know, and you don't know really where to find all the information. So that is why I created the Real Estate Investing for Beginners 0 to 1 course, which is solely designed to get you from, I want to invest in real estate to, holy crap, I have a rental and it's cash flowing. And this course is not going to be anything super complicated that you won't be able to understand. It is just designed to teach you how to build a team, find investments, finance investments, conduct due diligence, close on the investment, and then operate it so that you can enter the real estate investing world smoothly. So if that sounds like something that interests you, definitely check out the link below and it's cheap as hell right now. This is actually not <laughs> everyone. This, 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 so it's uh, the overarching series is me on the field, but then we're going to have um, like mini series beneath it that are kind of dedicated to different units. So that way we're okay. spreading the love all around, right? And connecting people with this, with, by getting all these people to come together to watch the show about their unit. You know, we, we break it down all the way to the platoon. Um, and then this, that's three episodes. Three episodes after that is going to be the 101st Rockassons, which the Rockassons have a really awesome legacy. And um, so anyway, so yeah, so that's this show me one the field. I would love for that to be weekly. I want a bronze life to be fucking like at least twice a year. Um, and then up the budgets for some of the stuff so we can get more action, like legit fucking gangster ass gunfighting war fighting um so so yeah that's uh that's that's my the larger vision have a podcasting network in addition to television and then a movie division and that movie division is it's not even focused it's not fucking with television it's a different type of writing and then and distribution so the movie division is now creating a movie that's potentially based on one of the television shows that's proven its value to the audience and um so anyway so that's that, that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're going to have our own little, little filmmaking community that is just pumping stuff out for the community. And um, but funny documentaries, more shit like Let Bears Laughing Together, uh, animation, uh, books, comic books. And we, got a, we actually have a military dictionary coming out, in, uh, I think, by Thanksgiving. That's just going to be full of, full of goodies. <laughs> All of goodies. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love it. And I and I love it because the stuff that you bring out it, it's kind of sad, man, but like the stuff that you bring out is stuff that's hilarious and yet totally frowned upon these days in the Marine Corps or the military. Like like it's the kind of it's the comedy stuff that comes out of deployment or whatever that we could all get away with saying in the field. But like I'm getting reprimanded at work for being unprofessional for saying things that people are like, shh, shh, you're not in the field. You're a you're a you're a pogue office guy now. And like, 
uh, like this is not what I, you know. So anyway, so all that to say, um, I, I just I enjoy it because it's the stuff that I enjoy, right? Like that's that's the side of the Marine Corps that keeps people in the Marine Corps is like the the <laughs> the field and the the stupid things that people do and the oh man. The comedy that exists behind closed doors in the tent and in a couple of guys sleeping bags next to each other. <laughs> like that comedy is the, my favorite shit. Yeah. And you found a way to capture it and, and live. I mean, not only are you helping tons of people because you're right. Like comedy is great for the soul and connection is great for the soul and getting around people is great for, you know, but you got to create your own world, like your own. I mean, like that's that's cool. You have to follow your vision and and build your own thing. And I think that's huge for a lot of people when they get out of the military, right? Like there's this like transition. I'm I'm not even there yet, but like the transition from like I'm a marine to I'm a civilian, or or like where people lose that identity in the process. And I think like the fact that you were able to build exactly what you wanted to build, and uh, that's huge. Thank you. It was, uh, I was, I was, like I said, I think I'm, I don't know if I said earlier, but I, I feel like I'm the most fortunate person that I know. Right. When I think about everyone else, um, you know, a lot of people who found immense success had a very abusive or neglectful past. Um, I did it. My past was sick as fuck. Like I had good ass parenting, <laughs> incredibly dedicated, focused parenting. Um, that you know, when I when I look at um, so many of, of the guys in my life that I've become really really close with, they're becoming part of my family, um, dating back to middle school. You know, it was all kids that didn't have parenting like my brother and I did. So they 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 became a part of our family and are still to this day. So it's I I give it all to my, my parents straight up can't, can't deny that shit yeah that's fascinating yeah not everybody uh <laughs> not everybody is that lucky i believe on that one that's good though to uh good to <laughs> capitalize on it <laughs> yeah it's like what a fucking piece of shit if i didn't do this shit right like what a fucking what a loser <laughs> fucking waste it all fuck that <laughs> Oh man. All right. So somebody's leaving the military right now. Like, what do you, what do you think it was that you took out of the military that helped make you successful? Like we, we, we kind of joked about life coaching earlier on, but I'm curious to, to kind of crack that nut a little bit and hear some, some Donnie O'Malley wisdom on uh, some, some of the stuff from your journey and what, what's helped make you successful and what you think helps veterans when they, when they exit the military. It's a really broad Boy, is that a loaded question. <laughs> I just thought I painted that with way too broad a story. (laughs) As much as you want. Leaving the military. Oh, boy. Maybe this will be the first time I do this. Uh Uh-oh. First time I've ever done this, to my knowledge. Um, Yeah, uh, if you're getting out, you need to think about what you were like before you went in. What was your personality like? Even if your past was abused or neglected. You got to get to some point in your past and you can remember what you were like and then decide if you want to be like that again or be a better version of that combined with the, what you learned in the military. 
but it starts with developing a vision of exactly what you want your life to be like and then creating an identity um, because your, your, your behaviors in your mind, everything follows what you identify as. Like if you identify as um, to fucking fat slob, like you're just always joking around about, yeah, dude, I'm fucking fat. You know, you're always joking about it. You're going to keep being like that. Your mind is going to, it's, it, it's just a pattern. It's like your mind's a program. You're going to keep thinking that way. And then you're always going to be that. It's like you develop a vision for yourself. One more fat folk. And then you become that vision. You have to develop a vision. What do I want to be? Do I want to be a mechanic? Do I want a white collar job? <laughs> do I want to pursue something more artistic? Do I want to, to do whatever it is to spend as much time as possible with my kids? Like that's my brother. He designed, he has a powerful vision for his life and it is developing beautiful children. So everything moves from that. If the job's going to take too much time from his kids, he's not doing it. And they just won't have more money, but they have a great life. So it, the vision is so fucking powerful. And I think guys need to acknowledge that until they develop something like that for themselves, it's going to be really, really hard to wake up and just be fucking stoked every day. So it's like for those who are not waking up stoked every day, there's a reason why. It's because you haven't at least tried to create a vision of what you want your life to be like. Don't you know? think about all the reasons why it can't be like that, that fucking pussy shit. Just develop the vision just try to fucking everyone has imagination just try and see something cool okay yeah that looks fine i could i could be happy with that all right now you see it now research how to make that happen who else in the world has done that because someone else has done it and you'll find that the steps the actual actionable things you can do to achieve that vision they're all written somewhere on the fucking internet or in a youtube video so all you got to do is research it. Once you, now it's like you have the vision, you do the research and it's like, okay, well, it's possible. It's possible if I do this, 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 and this. So I guess I'm a real fucking piece of shit if I don't. <laughs> Dude, I love it. So I'm, I'm big on, uh, I say I'm big on it. I've become big on, on vision, vision, boards and vision statements and and whatever and just the the visualizing what I want to be and writing my goals every day because I started this whole platform like two and a half years ago and it kind of just started as like a way to document what I was doing and then it slowly morphed into like oh holy crap I can help people like I can I can reach people I can talk to people like this has been very this has very quickly become like my purpose or my identity once I leave the military but the vision for it like for a while I was just like all over the place. And I finally read a book that was talked very much about like developing a clear vision. And, and uh, it's crazy how even with COVID and even with everything going on over the last, like not even a year since I wrote all that down, how much of that stuff has happened because it's like, like we, I wrote, I remember writing down in December, like host military real estate investing event <laughs> conference. And then it happened in May and it's like, okay. Um, now what? So I, yeah, I'm a huge believer in, and you're right. Like, it's like, just find someone who's been where you want to be and, and listen to them. And you know, if they've achieved what you want to achieve in life, like 
if, if you get close to them, you can't help but succeed. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Just study them. Just like you can, you, there are so many people who you can learn from and um, actually here's something that I would love to share that I don't think I have yet, but um, like, you know, if, as soon as you can identify people who can make your life better just by listening to them, you know that the words that come out of their mouths, even if you don't do it right then, you know, there's, there's just two things you can gain from watching videos of uh, people who inspire you is uh, you can gain a better ability to speak, to articulate and communicate because most successful people, um, at least successful entrepreneurs, I should say, um, are very good communicators. I think it's it's got to be damn near impossible to be a very successful entrepreneur without being a very good communicator. And it all comes down to communicating your vision. So, so by listening to other people talk, it does. It's an amazing thing for your brain to fill your your brain with. And then you also hear the stories of their failures and their successes. So you're learning from their mistakes. You, you can get ahead of your own mistakes because as an entrepreneur, even on, on any path, if you're trying to be very successful, you have to define what success is. Um, but if you want to be that, um, uh, oh, fuck, I lost it. Help me. Um, failures and successes, shortcuts. Oh, fairs and successes. You're going to fail a million fucking times. Like, you're going to make so many mistakes, but you can just keep the number of mistakes down by studying other people and other businesses. And so it's just like, you, when you think about what time you are, you are doing with your time on any given day, it's like, how much time is being wasted, not propelling you towards some goal, right? Because if you can fill your life with enough goals and every minute of your day could be pushing you towards a goal, even that means getting six hours of fucking sleep, like put yourself down. Even if that means smoke a bowl and let your mind race and fucking stretch and feel euphoric. Like that's actually good for your mind, good for recovery. Right? So if everything, if you have enough goals there, then everything's intentional. And by listening to these people's videos of successful people speaking, it's just going to fill your mind with goodness and keep you moving forward, avoiding mistakes and, um, moving with uh, speed as well because uh, it keeps the motivation up. So anyways, uh, the, the, the short, to put to condense that is stop watching fucking bullshit television and, and fucking around on social media and just fill your mind up with shit that's going to push you towards your goals. Except for Vet TV, obviously. Except for Vet, that's not bullshit television. That's good ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. <laughs> I, I, I like both of those pieces of advice. So I, um, I started doing that a few years ago. I started manifesting my goals just because I would write them down. And I never considered myself an ambitious person. Still don't, right? But I say, see exactly that face. I, what's that? It's a nonsense. And I say, well, I have these goals. And then I look up how to do it. And what I find is I find my ambition along the way. Because it's like, oh, I, you get a little bit. You make a little bit of progress. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, I bet I could do more. If I, if I, if I set my goals a little higher. So I love that, you know, decide what you want to be, start researching it. A little progress starts giving you momentum and then you get some stones about it. Yeah. Yeah. You can train your brain to like get a little hit of dopamine when all these 100%. little things happen. 
So now you're just like chasing hits of dopamine all day long because you design your fucking day like that. And it's just like, oh yeah, tomorrow I just want to learn about um, DSLR cameras. Like I want to walk away from tomorrow just knowing what camera to fucking purchase. And you could you spend eight hours Googling, watching fucking YouTube videos of different DSLR cameras and thinking about what cameras is going to be the best for what you're trying to do. And through that research, by the end of the day, you could be like, oh, it's, this is definitely the one for, for price and, and, and all those the, the things that I need. And then, bam, there's a shot of dopamine. You're excited to get that fucking camera because you know that's the exact one that you want. And that, that's, that's a little win. You just ride that shit. That's you make, you make it. What kind of cameras do you guys shoot at Vet TV? What's that? What kind of cameras do you guys shoot at Vet TV? Um, Ari Mini has been the main one. Shot the most oh. of our stuff. Gotcha. A uh, yeah. couple, couple Reds, Black Magic, right now. That we're yeah. shooting this week, right now. We're in production right now. Um, we're in my hotel room outside the fucking set. Nice. Fucking get yeah. Just curious. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Alex is a bit of a camera nerd. In in a good oh, way. Yeah. yeah. So you get it. You're researching cameras and shit. It's fun. Well, and that's a much better dopamine hit than like, you know, cheesecake, which is uh, a lot of people's dopamine. And I'm I am I am jealous of the brownie and ice cream dopamine hit from time to time, but uh or or guilty. But but you know, I mean there's a lot of really bad dopamine fixes that people get hooked yeah. on and learning is definitely one that's worth training yourself to like yes so i do have um let's see i got one or two other questions on here um i guess one uh rio asked uh what organizations are you partnered with or will you in the future uh to help raise awareness with uh reverend warriors or vet tv um okay so vet tv does um, probably the bulk load of the marketing for Reverend Warriors by having it on our email list and on our social media. Um, and um, we, we've never taken a dime from Reverend Warriors, and as a policy, we won't. Um, but we do their marketing, and the community is the same. It's the same people. Yeah. Go, go to, when I go to a Silky's hike, I don't know about not a majority, but a lot of the people there are big Vet TV fans. And even if they're not subscribed now, they've probably been subscribed at some point. Um, and it's a cool thing. People talk about the shows and shit. So, um, so Vet TV will market them. And sp our specific partner with the Reverend Warriors is Grunt Style. Grunt Style actually just came on board as a, a fucking sick ass partner for Reverend yeah. Warriors. They're going to do a lot of Reverend Warriors marketing. And um, <clears throat> and also Run Styles uh, and Vet TV. We have we have a bunch of mini partnerships going on. We're actually producing one of their shows called Ton Tavern. It's a fucking it's like Cheers but for Ton Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And yeah, that'll be um, you know that's two weeks. Two weeks we shoot that with Run Style. So anyway, that Grunt Style is a, is a specifically new partner. We've been partnered with Black Rifle um, and even Nine Line and um, a handful of uh, veteran brands. Combat Comb Over, Grill Your Ass Off, or GCO, Kill Cliff. So some good ones. Uh, 
What's your prediction? Is the October Oceanside Silky Hike still going to be able to happen? I all of the planning is going full speed ahead. All right. As as far as I know. So. I mean, I figure if I can like cycle down those trails and run on those trails without a mask on right now, then theoretically, if you were to do like like outside seems to be fair game. I mean, you can eat in the Denny's parking lot, but not inside. So you should be able to. <laughs> we, they, we, we've still been doing it all over the country, but uh, um, I don't think we've done it in California yet. So that's uh California's a different beast. Yep. That shit goes. Good deal. Well, I got two, two or three questions that I ask every guest. Yes, sir. Um, so the first one I ask is if a 18 to 19 year old or an E1, E2 was to walk up to you asking you for uh, life advice, right? A lot of times I, I gear this towards real estate investing, but obviously it's not quite applicable here. Um, so if somebody was to walk up to you just asking you like just advice for life in general as an E1, E2, what would you, what would be like the one thing that you feel they need to know? there's so much they're so fucking young and stupid helpless (laughs) yeah hey but they're gonna listen to the show and that's that they're here to become less young and well less stupid anyway i don't know yeah i guess i guess any 18 19 year olds who's listening to military millionaire military to millionaire um like you know that fucking kid's going to be successful. <laughs> he's 19. Yes. That guy's, yeah. he, he's going to be good. You'd be surprised. Ooh. We get some, uh, I actually get quite a few people who are listening to stuff and they haven't even gone to boot camp yet, which is really interesting to me. Um, and that's like my target, right? Like if I can get a hold of someone before they go to boot camp and be like, just understand like this one thing about not buying a new car that has 20% interest, like life changed. Yeah. Um, oh, don't look. I, I don't know if this should be my one thing because it's already said so many times. But do not get married your first enlistment. I no. I like literally. It. It's it means you're a moron because you're too stupid to know that you don't even know who you are. As a person, like you don't know yet. You're not going to know. So fucking 30. So you should probably like give it some time to know yourself better before you commit to someone for the rest of your life, every day for the rest of your life. What are you doing, bro? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I. I can, I agree with that to, uh, to, I mean, to an extent, I'm sure there's, you know, extenuating circumstances, but um, I I think, yeah, I actually, I've written a few articles where I say one of the biggest financial mistakes people make is getting married to the wrong person. Oh, it's just, I'd say mental, one of the biggest mental health mistakes. Getting married to. Oh boy. What's the number one cause of divorce in the United States? Marriage. Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So the next question is, uh, 
what is one resource, whether that's a book, a course, a website, or um, I don't know, just a person that you would recommend to anyone looking into, uh, whether it's finances, entrepreneurship, business, uh, I don't know, whatever. Impact Theory. Ooh. You're the first. I'm a fan. What is it? I don't know what it is. So, Tom Bill Yu, this fucking guy is incredible. He was kind of, he never considered himself um, anything special uh, for majority of his life, which is a lot of why I relate to him. And um, he ended up starting a company. Well, no, first off, he tried to be a filmmaker. Failed. And then... Um, failed a couple more businesses and then started a company called quest nutrition that sold for like $4 billion in, I want to say between six to 10 years, yeah. which is a pretty fast turnaround to hit that many billions or even a billion period. Um, you know, that means it's an explosive product and it was, so he got stupid, stupid, stupid rich. I mean, stupid. And after, um, they, the, the company sold and, um, he uh, started this, this program called Impact Theory, which is intended to introduce people to the tools and mindsets and techniques to actionalize on your dreams. And so he interviews incredible guests, and they talk about the ways in which, uh, the majority of them anyways, the ways in which um, they have been able to find success uh, or they talk about mindset. And then uh, uh, he does a lot of uh, research into brain science to understand exactly what is going on in the brain in this big ball of fucking mush that's just loaded with fucking billions of, of electrical pathways, right? Like, what is going on in there? And so they introduce you to people who will help you understand that. And I, I would attribute a, a large amount of my own good mental health and success to that show and the people that I was introduced to through that show. Yeah. I, I watch the impact theory, uh, YouTube stuff quite often. And yeah, that I'm a fan. Uh, he's a smart dude. And I, I, I can't remember the name of his wife, but she's pretty solid too. Like they're just stand up people. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I met her, um, been at their house. I didn't get to meet Tom, but, uh, um, they, you can just tell they're, they're, they're good people. Yep. They're, gen, they're genuine people. That's cool. All right. So the last question that I always ask everyone is, uh, where can people get a hold of you? But, um, I feel like that should be pretty self-evident, but I'm going to let you plug it anyway. I'm going to say you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just go to vet TV and, uh, you can watch him. Say, Hey, get a hold of me. Leave a comment on an episode of veteran television. That's how you, that's the best way to reach out to me. Oh my God. I want to make that a thing. And it can't be the first episode because the first episode is free on the app. It's gotta be some other episode. Of veteran television. Hey, you told me to reach out to you by commenting on veteran television. That's how I know you subscribed. And, uh, um, yeah, that's it. That's how you get hold of me. <laughs> it's gonna be so funny. Like super subtle way. David, we can't hear you. Yeah. Your mic just came down. Did it go away completely?
No, uh, a little bit. He, uh, yeah. So David's real new at this. He, uh, he's been he's been having uh, operator malfunctions for the last week or so. Oh, just I don't last know. night. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so it sounds like I'm going to run the show out. So uh, <laughs> go out again. It's just really low. Can you Maybe hear me now? That's better. All right. I don't. It's like my gain goes down, even though it's not. Like that's what it was earlier. I had to turn the gain back up. But uh, last night it completely shut off, and I had to switch to my webcam mic. Oh no! Isn't this the? Uh, is this the expensive equipment you bought? You know, treated yourself. <laughs> it works when you're not on the episode. I blame you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Donnie. Hey, we really appreciate this. This has been a lot of fun. There's been a, a lot of really, really good information in here. Um, I really like your, your viewpoints on vision and just following people that have already achieved what you want in life. And I, I think impact theory is a great resource. So thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time. And I, I just want to say thank you and how much we appreciate you as, as the military millionaire community, but also just service members and vets in general, man. I mean, you're doing a great thing for the community of, of everyone. Right. And that's, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I, I, and all of my friends and my, my teammates, we try very, very hard to keep you guys laughing. Sometimes we miss the mark, but we're fucking trying. (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.